Thank you so much for listening to the Awesome Podcast Network. You can find shows like Geekly Dose, talking about geek news and all things geek, or Duo Attack, a Heroclix podcast, and many more in the future. This show is brought to you by Sedgley Films. You can find them at youtube.com slash Films. That's S-E-I-D-U-L-E. If you like what you're hearing, click subscribe in iTunes or subscribe to us on Stitcher. Again, thank you for listening. Now on with the show. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your host, Daniel San Angelo and Trey Harris. Hello and welcome to the second episode of 80s Revisited. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Harris. And I'm the other, Daniel San Angelo. And this week's topic is Top Gun, 80s homoerotic airplane action. So, a uh, little little uh, info on Top Gun for those of you who don't know, like Daniel, if you've never known, it's a epic 1986 flight combat movie that actually made people want to become fighter pilots back in the day. I know me being a young child of eight, wanted nothing more than to be able to pop in to an F-14 and take to the skies and blow up Russians. Uh, so, Daniel, uh, initial impressions of it. What, what did you... Before, okay. let me ask you Bef- this. Before you started watching it, what was your impression of the movie? Okay, of course I know about the volleyball scene, which, you know, it was a bit overblown with that. But before I watched the movie, I pictured, like, Tom Cruise coming up through the Air Force. Like, I didn't think... He would already like he would immediately be flying. I thought it was kind of like a. I thought it was kind of like a coming of, coming of age. Yes, like, he starts I, I off felt, and his dad's. You'll be a great pilot. Yeah, exactly. Someday, just like you, daddy. I didn't think I was gonna get flying that early, which, it ended up working right. But you know, so you wouldn't have been upset brought, if it was a three and a half hour epic, birth of, Pete Ma- Pete Mitchell Jr., up into the ranks of Top Gun instructor. I, I I wouldn't have been there for three and a half hours, maybe maybe two and a half, but <laughs> I, you know uh, I felt it was done right. I mean, I you you want to know my opinion on the whole movie? Or? Okay, well let me say mine first. <laughs> I loved it. It's awesome. Okay, now you can say yours. Same thing. Oh really? Yes. <laughs> I'm 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 a little bit surprised. I thought I figured you would like this, but I didn't I didn't think you'd really like it. Well, uh, if, you, if you judge out of ten, I give it a seven point five. Okay, but That's I'm a little a str- higher than I'm IMDb. a strict judge. It's hard for me to give a ten to any type of movie because no movie's perfect to me. But well, I mean, we haven't seen Star Wars yet, but that's uh, coming. That's, uh, so just be ready for that big three big tens on the OG trilogy. Seven point five is really good in on, in my grading yeah, scale. I would I would agree with that. I'd say you know about an eight or so. I mean, mm-hmm. again, nostalgia is a huge factor for me. Growing up with this movie, watching it multiple times, still to this day, if I'm flipping channels and it's on TBS or whatever, I'm not changing it. It's like Shawshank. You see it on TV, yeah, exactly. it's impossible to change the channel. Uh, but a little background on the movie, it's directed by Tony Scott. He had just came off The Hunger in 83. This was his next movie. He's Ridley Scott's brother. Ridley Scott did Blade Runner, Didn't Alien. Uh, a man who really Prometheus Scott this summer. Yep. Uh, but I think Tony Scott's his younger brother, I think. I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, stars Tom Cruise's Maverick, Kelly McGillis, who is actually a lesbian now is Charlie. Val Kilmer's The Amazing Iceman. Anthony Edwards plays Goose. Tom Skerritt's Viper. The Amazing Michael Ironside from the 80s. Great. You recognize his voice, I'm sure, from oh, I remember a lot of things. Definitely from Starship Troopers. That's where I remember. Yeah, him. he was uh, the uh, teacher in that. And uh, did you recognize who Merlin was? Merlin was Tim Robbins. Good eye. Good eye. <laughs> Maverick's eventual co-pilot after the spoiler alert, the death of Goose. Oh, oh okay. 
speaking of that, soon as Meg Ryan showed up and I found out who that was, and the kid came, I was like, he's gonna die. Like it was. <laughs> it was it that was a, morbid when his wife and children come and say, "Hello, Daddy." Yeah, exactly. Like Daniel smells death at that, at that moment. Yeah, I thought. I thought, man, he's 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 about to throw it. Well, let me throw this back to last week. Kim Cattrall made you not like Big Trouble in Little China. What about Meg Ryan in this movie? Because she aggravated me in this movie. There's not enough screen time for me, like, of her, for me to kind of... I can't stand that movie. You know, I didn't care for her in that movie, but she was. Then take away from Maybe, what, five minutes of screen time in the whole movie? The male machismo just overshadowed all that. All the the bro-hugging and... Well, you know my bias. Locker room scenes. You know how much I like Val Kilmer, so... 80s Kilmer, again. Tune in last week for that discussion. But uh, as far as the casting oh. goes... Oh, re- real quick. Um, who's the guy that played, like, his little... his com- Not Tom Skerritt, but his command before he went to the Top Gun Academy? I can't remember his name, but he's the dude from Back to the Future. He was the principal in Back yeah. to the Future. Uh, I don't know his name. He's the bald dude. I've never watched... Oh, my the- God! <laughs> Revelation time here. I did not know that. I cannot believe you. Oh, my God. Stay tuned for a future episode on Back to the Future. But so that's, uh, where I, that's the main thing I remember but, him from. He's been but, in a lot of stuff. Do all badass, like, do all badass guys smoke cigars? Is that, is that a trademark? They did. I mean, that, that is a trademark. Smoking tend to kind of dwindle out now. You know, it's not quite cool to smoke. You know, the villains <laughs> tend to will because, oh, they have to be bad. And, oh, yes, like, I'm like going the, to kill Steven wait, Seagal. Wait, do you want me to be more badass? Okay, well, here. Well, in the 80s, that well. was fine. Look at Die... Well, have you seen Die Hard? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. John McClane smokes. James Tolkien. There he is. Or Tolkien, however you want to pronounce it. I know him from something else, though. Didn't he write Lord of the Rings? I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, but see, back, there you go. Back to the Future. Top Gun. That's the main things I remember him from. No, just, oh, you know what else he was in? He was in the Masters of the Universe movie. He was the hard-edged cop that wanted to stop He-Man from saving the universe. It's kind of... This is going to tell you a little bit about... I've watched Problem Child 2... And that's what I know him from. <laughs> so, wow. Yes. Wow. Oh, wait. I saw an episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, so I know you've probably seen him in that. Yeah. Problem yeah. Child 2? You, what yeah. about the first one? Uh, I've seen it a couple of times, but I watched You the preferred second the one. second one over the original? I've watched it more, yes. Okay. The first one was way better. Bowtie Killer. Amy Yazbak's really pretty, by the way. Oh, I agree. Uh, I would say it. Again, another redhead coming up. Exactly. It seems to be a theme through this already, and just wait till right. we get to Willow. Yeah. But uh, as far as the acting goes... You had a lot of good critiques last week about what you thought of Big Trouble. As far as Top Gun goes, what were some of your high points and low points as far as the acting or the casting? Um, you know, I believe Tom Cruise is a good actor. He's not perfection by any means, but Kelly McGillis did a good job. She's definitely no Kim Cattrall in terms <laughs> of that, but I thought the acting was pretty well. I wish I would have got a little bit more out of Al, but you know, that's his part. You know, he, he, you know, he had his little niche like where he did his own little thing in that but um i'm trying to think if anybody was really kind of bad like i was like god dang meg ryan really <laughs> a little bit but i really one of my favorite characters in the movie is goose and mm-hmm. i didn't think i you know i didn't know much about anthony edwards in this movie but i really enjoyed him you know he was mm-hmm. you know he's the comic relief for a lot of people i thought val kilmer was a lot of the comic relief with his mm-hmm. and all his little mannerisms and everything mm-hmm. you just so funny because i mean the, there's really no villain except for the russians who are of course just identified as you know migs, migs. so and honestly watching it this time to re- just to refresh my memory for the podcast i really val kilmer isn't a bad like you know he's not like everything he says is logical like you know maverick's yeah. flipping out 
you know, he crashes his F-14. Goose dies. He loses his co-pilot. He's like, sir, should Maverick really be on this mission? He makes a good point. You know, when I'm, a, when I'm a little kid watching, I'm like, screw you, Iceman. Get Maverick in the air. Blah, blah, blah. He's the best. But, like, watching it now, much older, I realize that uh, Iceman's character is much more, you know, he's, he's got the quirks to him. Of course, his antagonistic behavior hmm. with Tom Cruise and everything. But also, he makes sense. He's a very logical character. Like, you know, he even, you know, when Goose says, hey, sorry, man. You know, he, he doesn't like Maverick, but he doesn't, he doesn't like him for the right reasons. It seemed like. It seemed a little bit like Maverick was a little bit more asshole than, than exactly. Than Maverick was. is an yeah. arrogant asshole. <laughs> Even when you're young, it's awesome. But like you know, when you look looking up to it, me watching it recently, older, it's just like this dude is a prick. You know, some of the initial things, like right, you know, as I started watching it, Danger Zone's pretty much played fully before there's any spoken word in the whole yeah. movie. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> yeah, they played that song four times uh, throughout the movie. Uh, they played Take My Breath Away four different times. Now, okay, <laughs> now, are you counting the opening notes? Because they play that a lot more. Well, I'm Ever- just actually, like, that I actually hear the, mm-hmm. her, her voice, whoever's saying, I don't even know. Berlin saying. is the no. band. But uh, this is the thing that cracked me up this time, because I really paid attention to it. Anytime, you know, if Kelly McGillis is going to walk in, you're going to hear the bum, 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 bum. Yeah. Like, just the little, the, like, the opening to it. And there's one scene in the very end where, uh, I, I think it's Hollywood... Or Wolfman, one of the other pilots, like leans over and goes, "That's the best damn flying I've ever seen, Maverick." They start playing it on that scene, <laughs> which leads me to believe that the other pilot and Maverick, yeah, who knows what's going on in the backstory there? Maybe it was a deleted scene or whatever. But every time, other time they play it, it's always because Kelly McGillis pops around a corner or Maverick is walking up to her. Like it's a pre, it's a prelude to the romantic part. Like that's what it's almost a key for the dudes to kind of zone out a little bit. Like, up, oh, I'm gonna go get another beer, go get some popcorn. I'll come mm-hmm. back. So that musically, that that's really caught me this time. And as seeing a, that, hearing as a, that, I should say, as a kind of a <coughs> just a a friends kind of deal with our friends, is that where the term negative? That's a negative Ghost Rider came from. Yeah, I mean that's that's, that's an, I, yeah. There's there's tons of lines from this. That's a negative the Ghost need, Rider. The need for yeah. speed. Take me to bed or lose me forever. <laughs> you know, there's it's a, you know I don't think it's as quotable as uh, Big Trouble with all of its little. Uh, one-liners, but mm. this one has a lot because <laughs> this was the biggest movie of 1986. Okay. And uh, speaking, speaking a little bit on the history of it, I didn't know this until I looked it up, but I honestly believe that the summer of 1986 was the greatest summer in the history of film, and I'll tell you why. Here's just a few of the movies that came out in the summer of 1986. From May to August, Cobra with Stallone, Raw Deal with Schwarzenegger, Karate Kid 2, Labyrinth, Big Trouble in Little China, Flight of the Navigator, Howard the Duck, Transformers the Movie, the animated one, uh, and The Fly. That's some of the baddest ass movies from the '80s in one summer. I did not realize this. I'm just like, wow. Like, and, that, and Top Gun was the top. Yeah. How much did it gross? It grow. It had a. It, get this. It had a 15 million dollar budget. Its worldwide gross was 344 million. So it, it pretty much annihilated the competition. It blew it away. It was the movie of the summer. I noticed, like, I I don't know if they actually filmed it like at a stunt air, you know, air flight flyover or whatnot but the camera shots are really nice oh they're really really good uh like i like all the undercarriage stuff on the on the actual fighters Mm uh here's the funny thing since you bring that up they were only allowed to fire two missiles total so every time you see a missile shot they filmed it by about six different angles six different cameras the same actual it's the it's one of two missile shots (laughs) and the thing is if you really look for that because i read imdb before i watched it this time so i can kind of pick up on some of the trivia and Mm. some of the bloopers or anything like that you can see they they reuse a couple of them and that final yeah. dogfight, except it's reversed. 
I got you. Like a mirror. So, but yeah, they had the full cooperation of the Navy. And get this, also in the trivia section, there was a 500% increase in Navy recruits wanting to be pilots after this movie came out, which is completely justified. Because <laughs> I think everybody wanted to do that. The Navy actually set up recruiting booths outside of theaters where this movie was playing. Wow. That was the 80s military, military <laughs> for you. We were so awesome back then. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, some of the other background stuff. Do you know who was originally offered the role of Maverick? Uh, no. It was John Travolta. <laughs> I don't. It, this movie would not have worked. 86? I don't think. I'm trying to think because he kind of went away until Luke yeah. was talking, and then especially Pulp Fiction. Yeah, when he, that's his real comeback. Mm-hmm. But when was Urban Cowboy? Because I think that was his last kind of hit. Maybe before, early '80s, if I had to guess. Yeah, before or he 70s. came out. I mean, it wasn't wasn't that long. But uh, um, the thing is, uh, he didn't he didn't play in this movie because he wanted too much money. They're like, oh no, we'll get this guy called Tom Cruise, and. You know, I mean, of course, his role is so big today, but I mean, you know, he's not doing, you know, multi hundred million dollar box office takes like Cruz is. So, I mean, this movie really catapulted Tom Cruise up there. It would have been interesting to see if Travolta did it, if it would have had the same effect for him, since he was still kind of well known at that time Mm -hmm. until he kind of faded out a little bit before, you know, really mainly, I would say Pulp Fiction is the one that brought him straight, like people, a new generation discovered John Travolta. (coughs) But, uh, Kilmer was only in this movie because he was under contract with the studio. That's the only reason he did it. So he might, there was, you know, he could have not even been in this film, which that would have hurt it to me. I mean, of course, he could have got a different actor, possibly a better actor. Kurt Russell could have been Iceman. That would have been fine. Not too many. There's a short list for that role, but I mean, he really made an iconic character with what he did, even though he didn't really want to do it. And uh, again, tying it into last week's episode about Big Trouble in Little China, John Carpenter was actually offered the project to direct it and turned it down, which is a good thing because I think his style wouldn't fit this kinetic type of movie. I don't think it would have. I don't think it would have worked. As much as I loved Gun Carpenter, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah, it just kind of led me on the <laughs> wrong foot. Well, you're going to see some more Carpenter for this podcast is over, <laughs> I, I tell you that. But uh, what about the effect? I mean, you mentioned you know, how well it was shot. You know, I mean, there really wasn't, I mean, there wasn't like CG or anything in this yeah. movie, and it was pretty much, you could even see that they were filming from a cockpit with lens flare on the glass when they were filming out of. So, I mean, it was all really real. There really wasn't, you know, nothing there that wasn't physically there. So I mean, there was a this is just there was a couple of times that I got a little confused on the the tomahawk or the what were the damn airplanes? Oh, the F fourteen. Yeah, got a little confused with the flying, but that's mm-hmm. nothing. I mean, but that's something that you know, if I watch it again, oh yeah, they were saying. Well, it sense to me kind of adds to it because like, you know, you think you know, I guess some people would think like, oh, if you're in a plane, like, oh, this dude went past you. Well, oh, there he is behind me. I think it added to, like, you know, they're, they're really looking for him. Like, you know, uh, especially when you play modern flight games and, like, somebody does pass you, like, where the hell is this dude? And you're just looking with a controller trying to, you know, find your space, even though you got radar. But uh, one thing I was expecting just because I played the game before I watched the movie, of course. Oh, refueling? Yes. Where the <laughs> hell was that? <laughs> it would have ended the movie. Maverick would have crashed because it was so damn hard to refuel your plane. That would have been the end. Yeah. Well, that, like, there was at one point, I was like, is this going to come up? Is is he going to run out of gas somewhere? And he's going to need... Nope. Of course, all the pilots had cool call signs. If you were a pilot... I already thought of this. Uh, I figured. What would it be? Cletus. <laughs> what? I did, that doesn't surprise me. I'm, I what would yours be? I don't know. Skywalker. Vader. Some Star Wars reference, because yeah, yeah. it would have to be awesome. Oh, I thought it'd be Chewbacca. I'd be, a, I'd be your co-pilot, Cletus. <laughs> 
Where are they at? <laughs> you look at Cletus and you're like, there's not much to him. And then when you find out if they're like, if I'm amazing at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, it was funny. Uh, I think it was uh, it was WrestleMania when they showed the pilots that did the flyover, mm-hmm. and their call signs were like Big Earl. Yeah, I did Rick. see Big Earl. It's like, I'm thinking like, do they assign you these, or does somebody <laughs> dumb enough to pick? I want to be Big Earl. Well, I'm you know? Cletus, so I mean, that's not. Well, I mean, that means something. I mean, that's not that bad. But you know, it's like I want to be Maverick. I want to be Iceman. I want to be you know, Hot Rod or whatever well, the Raven, whatever. I want to be something awesome. You know, I want to. Yeah. You know, oh, wait, us Raven, you don't want to mess with him. He's like the best pilot. Guys, when we played Halo back in the day, uh, I was Cletus in that, so that's Well, that means something to you. It don't, yeah. it don't matter what other people think. I mean, this guy might, oh, well, I play Halo, I was Big Earl, whatever. Mm-hmm. Still, you're a freaking pilot. Now, if you're like a drill instructor, oh, that's Big Earl, don't take him off. You better do your, you know, PT or whatever you got to do, or he's going to give you like 500 push-ups and peeling tomatoes, uh, potatoes, excuse me, you can't peel a tomato, I guess. <laughs> you can cut a tomato. Anyway, uh... Uh, interestingly enough, even though this movie made a buttload of money, you know, there's never been a sequel. Well, they're actually talking about doing a sequel now. Uh, Tom Cruise hasn't signed on, but it's in the work, so to speak. Uh, the last update was around 2011 in December, uh, where Cruise himself said, yeah, it, it's in the works and he's in talks for it. But the rumor is, like, because at the end of this one, of the first one, he says, like, oh, I might want to be an instructor. Yeah. That might Tom be Skerritt where... type role. Yeah, it? exactly. That's what they're talking about. But then... A disturbing rumor was that it might actually be about drones, pilots who handle drones. Mm. So, how that wouldn't be as anywhere as interesting because dude sitting in a room with a little stick, playing with mm. a stick, you know, fl- flying a drone with no danger. So I don't, I don't know if, if that's what they're gonna, the way they're gonna so go. But with the whole Ninja that, Turtles right. controversy, mm. that wouldn't surprise me. That they would do something that silly. For Top Gun, because it's Top Gun. You go there to be the best pilot, not be the best, you know, person at Microsoft Flight Simulator Five or whatever. I mean, because you're playing with a freaking drone. Uh, and also, in not to tie Top Gun into today too, they're also talking about a 3D re-release. So it'd be interesting, definitely. Especially cool see, with flybys or something like that. I would like it for the sound, just that theater sound. Mm. I think that would be that would make me want to see it in a theater. I would love to see the flybys though. With the especially if they were coming towards you <laughs> well i mean being that it's already shot and it's you know it'd be a post it'd be added in post kind of like the original not the original but the the remake of clash of the titans was shot regularly and then they converted it to 3d so it didn't really you know it wasn't like oh this is a 3d movie with stuff coming at you and everything it's like oh this was closer to you so it kind of came at you and whatnot so these like i think titanic just released today actually or whatever it's in 3d so again it's post converted and I mean, I don't think uh, the only one I've seen that was like that was Clash of the Titans. So I mean, it wasn't very impressive. So maybe, maybe they're doing better jobs on it now. I don't know, but I, I would definitely go see this in a theater for you know nostalgia and also, like I said, the sound to like me it, would just be awesome. I enjoyed a movie in terms of. I liked it so much I would go back to a theater and see if they did that. Mm-hmm. Like, I will hold you to that when I see the release date. <laughs> just really enjoyed. Good. Uh, any complaints about it? anything you didn't like in particular? Nothing, nothing as broad as Kim Cattrall or, or martial arts or yeah. I just back to big trouble in little China. I just didn't <laughs> care for that movie. It wasn't that's wasn't fun. necessarily because of the kung fu. I like perfectly like is that it's just because it was kung fu is the reason you like no no. I'm just saying, is there anything in this one that you didn't like? You know, you had an aversion to like oh, like honestly, the like, part the thing I didn't like about this movie, I don't like Cougar. He's such a pussy. <laughs> Nothing happened, and I'm freaking out. I can't I, land I was, a plane I now. I'm the best pilot. I was kind of confused by that a bit. Because like, 
at that point, again, I'm worried, like, like what's, what's wrong with him? Like, I mean, to me, it's a useless plot point. Just, like, say they're the best and send them to Top Gun. Man. You know, it's like, oh, you guys are second. The first dude just, like, I guess it's kind of showing, like, it, it cracked. We, we gave you this chance. We, you, you didn't deserve it, but we gave it to you. Now, now make the most of it. Maybe it's I think that I would I would agree with that if Maverick wasn't an asshole. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm, he thought he already knew he already knew he was the best. Yeah, he thought he was the Maverick's best. cool enough to to get done with his training for the day and not even go take a bath <laughs> and go on a date with the uh, uh, with Kelly McGillis, like Charlotte or whatnot. Like Andrea was watching and she was like, like how how rude is that? <laughs> just to go over there, and not even take a shower, and just go to well. Well, he did ask and she said no at first. <laughs> yeah, but you should do that. <laughs> Well, she did let him when they started banging. <laughs> I was expecting, like, you want to take a shower now? Like, yes. You want to come with me? Like, that, that's what I was expecting. <laughs> well, I think with. that's what his eyes were telling you. I got that. I was like, oh, he wants to take a shower with her. And she's like, nah. Nah. So, uh, oh, oh. I thought um, when they all sang at the bar, that was a little bit. Okay, come yeah. on. That is, like, one of the most iconic mm-hmm. scenes from any 80s movie. I don't, re- I don't remember that scene. Well, no, I don't remember people talking about it. I remember talking about the volleyball scene. Anytime you're in a bar, anywhere where there's any karaoke party we have or whatever, if some, if some dude starts singing the Righteous Brothers, every dude in the place is going to start going, bottom, bottom, and just sing the whole song. Never, because, and that's because of Top Gun. It's not because, oh, yeah, I listen to the Righteous Brothers. It's because they know Top Gun. Eh, Put another Righteous Brothers song on, see if anybody sings it. They're not, because it's not in Top Gun. Oh, now we're getting a view of it. Yeah. Uh I mean, <laughs> I just if if I had any complaint on that movie, it was this. I thought it was a little like, yeah. that. Well, that was to me that was one of the better scenes because it was. I mean, it, you got the camaraderie between Goose and Maverick, and he, he Maverick barges into the ladies' room. I mean, honestly, well, that's just and she's an like ass. she's the least attractive woman in that bar to begin <laughs> as well. I mean, Kelly McGillis, she's not that pretty to me. She's not like Kim Cattrall or you know Joanne Wiley from Willow. She is not attractive. I mean, it's Tom Cruise. He could get anybody he wanted, even this, especially at this point in his career. He's going after her. Nah. Yeah. Uh, you don't know what my biggest complaint about this movie is honestly, the love scene. Did you like I don't know about you, but I'm sitting here watching like this is so. This is the most awkward kissing I've ever seen. Like He's the, like open mouth tongue? like a fish, and it's like <laughs> you can't see, but I'm imitating it right now. But it's it's so ridiculous. I'm cracking up. My wife's like, "Why are you laughing?" I'm like, "Come here, baby." And I kiss my wife goodnight like that. And she's like, what are you doing? It's so weird. I'm like, that's how Tom Cruise kisses in Top Gun. And it's freaking retarded. They're both sitting there with their mouths open like fish, just, just bumping lips. And then, uh, uh, it's so awkward. How do it you is know an awkward he, love scene. How do you know that he might not have been around as much as you thought? Uh, oh, please. I mean, Tom on. Cruise. Hey, American Beauty, you would have never thought about Mira Sorvino's character until, you know. Well, you just, you just well, I didn't even know, know her until that movie. Everybody, I mean, Tom Cruise is coming off risky business. I mean, he's like he's already a sex symbol. He's not like Johnny Depp and Nightmare on Elm Street. We're like, oh, who's this cute kid? Yeah. Blah blah blah. You know, this is like people know Tom Cruise. This, but this. Oh, oh, here oh, we here go. This. Now, this this is awkward. This is so awkward. Nobody kisses their significant other like this. It's just so weird. And I mean, really, it's I can't describe it. It's maybe, so maybe terrible. Maybe he's trying to make a good, like a weird type of impression on her. Okay, look, a normal kid. Okay, what? Uh, uh, that it's so awkward. It's so and, and they do it. They do it. You know, with the silhouette. So you see the shape. It's not like you know people kissing. Oh, you know nothing odd there. No, it's look how gently she, like he lays her on the bed and stuff. <laughs> I mean, have you tried that with Autumn? No, I kind of body slam her because I, I can manhandle a little bit. It's like get on the bed. <laughs> well, maybe you should. See, see look. Uh, uh, 
what I mean, is he checking her like he has you know, molars? Or <laughs> they both do at the same time when they're being intimate. Awkward. But that, that's like the big and like this was this scene was actually well, shot. That didn't bother me after the movie after they test screened it and like women thought like they needed more. I guess the mm-hmm. volleyball scene wasn't enough. They needed a love scene. Mm. Uh, and honestly, it's shot like this in silhouette because her hair color is different. And she was doing another movie at the time, uh-huh. so they had to hide it. Another point where they did that was in the elevator, where he meets her in the elevator by chance. She has the hat on. Mm-hmm. Her hair's a different color because she was filming something else. I'm like, oh, come back. We need you to do a love scene mm. with Tom Cruise, which she probably hated. And now the most iconic scene, the volleyball scene. There was They were a little bit more friendly than needed. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, like I said, this was just way blown out of proportion to me. <laughs> Well, I mean, again, we're not yeah. women, so we don't, you know... I mean, oh, look, the dramatic watch check. Oh, oh, look at that. Montage mm. of the spike and the serve over and over. Shirtless. Mm. Oh, from the back row, he spikes it. Wow. <laughs> oh, look at the roar from Wolfman. Have you ever watched beach volleyball, men? No. I, I, I can't say I have, Daniel, but have oh. you? <laughs> like, that's the only reason. There you go. <laughs> we... When did this been brought into, like, my sexuality involved with this? Daniel is married <laughs> to a very lovely woman. They have a child in the way. It's all fun and games, <laughs> but I've never watched. Men's they did. We, I, I think we, me and Michael, copied their uh, high five and didn't even realize. <laughs> that's what we did. Yep, but I mean, this is women love this scene. This is their high point of the movie, and it's still going on. Oh wow! Oh, slow motion falling. Just into doesn't the sand feel shirtless. like Tom Cruise should be able to spike because he's like five two. He's five seven. Well, no, he's five two. No, he's five seven. <laughs> I look because one of the trivia things on IMDb, uh, Kelly McGillis is like everybody's not their than true him. crew like. Like build height, like basketball players. If they're like six five, they're probably like six two. Maybe so that's what we're gonna say. Tom Cruise is. No, he's not five. He's, he's a his she's daughter's gonna be his daughter's room. gonna be taller than him when she's like most eight. likely because Katie so, Holmes seems to me like a giant. I mean, she looks Christian Bale in the face, and he's Batman. <laughs> so, but yeah, vital uh, scene. Anthony Edwards must be pretty tall. I would say I've always assumed he was tall, honestly, because of this movie. Because I mean, he seems like a, he might be like six two or something like that. If I had to guess, I'd say he was. At least that, because I mean, but again, Tom Cruise is short. He actually, Tom Cruise wore lifts in this movie, as to yeah. not to appear like a dwarf. Yeah, because you know you can't have a you know Stallone does the same thing, and in, in you know Tom Cruise's defense, I mean, not everybody's tall, but yeah, he's he's a little shorty. Um, Trey doesn't know I'm going to do this real quick. Uh, any every podcast, I'm going to ask him a question and see really how much he knows about movies, and it usually is going to correspond with the movie that we're doing. But this one is, this this one is Top Gun and the one we did before, Big Trouble in Little China. And I'm gonna ask you quick. You got to answer this in ten seconds or less. What's the big correlation between two of the stars uh, in Big Trouble in Little China and Top Gun? Uh, what movie was like a famous movie in the '90s that that two of the stars were in from each? Kurt Russell's one of the stars. Was, I assume he had to be the one from Big Trouble. Yeah. Okay. And somebody from Top Gun? Yeah. Big movie in the 80s? Val Kilmer, go. Go. Kilmer Three. and Russell in one movie? Six. What seven, movie was that? Eight. Nine. Oh, you put me you on the spot. You lose. <laughs> you lose. What? Tombstone. Oh, that's from the 90s. That wasn't in the 80s, was it? I thought I said 90s. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of the 80s. No, my you're bad. Just, you're just lost. I, I, I mean, I, I didn't even cross my <laughs> mind, but yeah, you're exactly right. That epic slow-motion handshake they do. Yeah. My wife mentioned to me... Uh, with him, one of the scenes he was flipping the pin, yeah, on, on Top Gun, and he does that on Tombstone. Yeah, well, he with does chips. it with the poker chip. And uh, 
a cup. My wife said he does it with a cup to. I don't remember I don't know, Tombstone but, that well. But anyway. Oh. I really like Tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the 90s revisited, we'll take a look at that. But yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. I totally didn't think of that. Now, maybe after an hour or two, it might have processed. I can't say for sure, but I, I have I mean, seen Tombstone. Anytime we play some type of movie trivia game, Trey is by far and away on top. Now, I haven't, he hasn't went against our friend Jesse, but I'd like to see how that would go on, you know, Jesse versus Trey. It'd be like Obi-Wan fighting Vader, you know, except in the prequel trilogy. It'd be, it'd be a good one. But it anyway, it, it feels good to have Trey not know something involved with me. I've never claimed to know everything <laughs> except about Star Wars. That's but, it. And maybe Willow. I'll ask you a question. about You love Willow. I will but, ask you. But you bring, here, you bring it to Willow. You bring me a question. I'll bring you a question. But this is always my, my thing with questions. You can't ask me a question you don't know yourself. Because how do you know it's right? Well, I agree so, with that. I'm not going to say, oh, who's the DP of Willow? The The what? Director of photography. Uh, well, see, I, see, I don't know that. <laughs> I wouldn't expect you to. But I'm just saying, like, oh, you know what it is? I don't know either. They do that little thing. Do you have a question on Willow well, you would like to ask me? I can't think of one off the top of my head. Mm. I don't want dead air while I'm sitting here pondering. <laughs> Maybe one will come to me, but I will save it for Willow. But, uh, yeah, uh, around this, this came out on May 16th, 1986. Uh, somebody was born that day. Care to take a guess? A celebrity. A current celebrity was born on the day that Top Gun was released. Um... You have to give Any. me a clue. Okay, it's a female. Scarlet? <laughs> no. Joanne, no. Megan Fox. Cool deal. Yeah. Who <laughs> went on to star in such classics as... Uh, uh, Some Transformers is a classic. Uh, a classic yeah. crap fest. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but What's so, the other ones? Jennifer's Body. Ooh, classic. Yeah. So great. Oh, and uh, Jonah Hex. <laughs> Which had a great cast aside from her, but it was a terrible movie. That's another topic. But um, this opened number one in the bo- uh, this first week out and stayed there for a couple weeks. But uh, the movie that it dethroned from the previous week was Short Circuit. I have seen Short Circuit. Oh, there so. you go. So you know Johnny Five. You yeah. know all about that. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of some background. Around the same time this year, uh, in May 1986, that was uh, the summer of Hands Across America, which was a very famous thing where everybody was supposed to join hands and literally mm-hmm. have Hands Across America, which I highly, I don't know, whatever. It's kind of silly. But uh, also in Japan, Dragon Quest came out in May of 1986, setting the standard for video game RPGs. We're talking about Dragon Quest or Dragon Warrior One with my dad today, and Justin. That's so nice, y'all have that. You and your father. <laughs> I wish I had that with my dad. It's yep. all about sports with him. It's like you should have been my father's son, Daniel. <laughs> you would have gotten along so great. But uh, also uh, a little backstory to it. May, 1980, May of 1986 was when Dallas revealed that Bobby Ewing was not really dead. And the entire previous season of Dallas was a dream, which caused, for that time, huge controversy. So, I hate to say it, but you got the characters wrong. What? It's not J.R. Ewing was dead. Oh, I it thought was... I said Bobby Ewing. Oh, okay. I thought, yeah, it was Bobby. Okay, I thought you said J.R. Yeah. 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 If because... I didn't misspeak, I apologize. No, 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 I'm glad no, no, you no, caught no, it, though. Hey, said... That's a credit to you for catching well, that. Well, I've watched a little bit of Dallas, but... Um, he my actually loved I it. Dallas and Dynasty. Exactly. I'm saying what my parents. But Sit down was, and watch I, this. I'm pretty sure it was a contract dispute that really? got resolved towards the end of the season. Oh, I think uh, I do remember something like that. It was something yeah. like uh, he wanted to go on to do a movie career or something. Yeah. And it kind of. It kind of. So was like, can I come back, please? Exactly. Oh yeah. Previous season's a dream. Yeah. You're yeah. back. Nothing happened. <laughs> Lame. But uh, there was also the uh, May was played by Patrick Duffy, by the way, who we're talking about. You also started Step by Step with Suzanne Summers. Yes. 
<laughs> and I, I enjoyed TGIF, all that stuff. I did too. Mm-hmm. Family Matters was my favorite. Same here. Oh, we agree. That's, that's something you asked me a question on. Uh, I, I'd have to <laughs> Google some random shit about Family Matters to ask you a question on it. Uh, but it, May 1986 was also when Tommy Lee married Heather Locklear. Tommy Lee, the drummer of Motley Crue. <laughs> yeah. Heather Locklear, the young starlet at the time. Who still looks... Well, she looks, uh, the, the, she looks the parts of her that are real still look good. <laughs> So the rest of it, you know, it's got that. She's got that kind of awkward look now, to where it's like, man, I hope she is listening. I wish she was, Heather. <laughs> wow, there's her mugshot. Well, nobody <laughs> takes a good mugshot except apparently Amanda Bynes. No joke, dude. I was about to say that chick. Like, wow, it's like a, it's like her headshot. Like she should use that professionally. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm Amanda Bynes. Here you go. Yeah, yeah but that was some just kind of what was going on in the world at the time. The main things around the same time period this was released. But uh, overall, as far as Top Gun goes. What's your final say on it? Uh, I give it a seven point five. It's something like if it came on TV, which it seems to me like it doesn't. Like, is there a? I don't know if it's something to do with time, time restraints or anything. You don't see Top Gun come on TV much. I've seen. I mean, it tends to go on different. I've seen like it's just like like Shawshank. Like I haven't seen it on TV for a while. Last weekend I saw it like four times. They'll have it, like a marathon like on AMC phases. or something about it. Yeah, it's weird. It's but, odd. But I don't. Of course, it's probably because I've never seen it until yesterday. But I don't recall ever really seeing Top Gun on the TNT or, or is it anything I mean, I'm, like I'm that. I'm sure it has, but I mean, you know, it's just the way they schedule things. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they, we just got the rights to Transformers One. We're gonna play that all freaking weekend on Spike TV. You know, they. I mean, honestly, the thing I see most common now is I see Spike, and like I just said, they still play the Star Wars trilogy. They'll play every all six films back to back one weekend. Yeah, I've seen that several times recently. You know, which is awesome. I'll sit down and watch them. But you know? uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's on TV pretty often. God, don't get away from that. <laughs> we're, we're looking at a, a old Kilmer versus new Kilmer. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so it's, tragic. Like we said last week, it's very sad. Mm-hmm. Speaking of like old versus new, Kelly McGillis, of course she became a lesbian. I think Top Gun is so homoerotic, it turned her off of men. She's like, I want to, you know, just so much testosterone was in Top Gun. She's like, I'm going to like women now too. I'm like one of the boys. I don't know. That's just my theory. That's my theory about, about Kelly McGillis. And she didn't hold up. I mean, I don't think did. she was attracted to begin with, but she looks, she's like uh, Kathleen, what's her name? I can't think of it. From Romancer and the... Yeah, Kathleen Turner. Like, mm. she... You know, she always had that deep, gravelly voice. You know, but you know, she wasn't ugly back in the day, but... Oh, that apple has fallen far from that pretty tree. Yeah, yeah. Ow. <laughs> what monster is that? What beast from Clash of the Titans? Oh, it's the Kraken! Does he look younger? Not too bad. But now, it's like... Ugh. It's like... It would suck for the dude that marries her, if they're still even married. I mean, it's Hollywood. It's a Hollywood relationship, I'm sure. Like... Oh, you're so young and pretty, and I'm sure he still loves her. But I mean, oh, one one—it's like look, acid got thrown yeah. in her face. It's, it's a lady, terrible. A lady to me that has been, she's done well. Time has done well with it. Is uh, Jessica Lane? Oh yeah, I still think she's very hot. For she her is name. like I don't know. I assume she's like 60, 70 maybe. Uh, I mean, she's she's fairly old. I mean, you can see it in her hands and like her neck. But I mean, she is gorgeous. She's gorgeous and big fish. Yes, uh, for her definitely. age. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, the chick from uh, the Queen that won the Oscar, uh, Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. She's like for her age. Cool, like for an elderly, basically See, look an elderly at the, woman, that third pick gorgeous. up top. You yeah, know, that's a great pick. Like, who knows how old that is though? But I mean, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me that was taken recently. I mean, she's yeah. held up. Good genes, I guess. Jane Seymour as well. But again, we're getting uh, off I don't know about that old Doctor Quinn. She looks a little rough around the edges to me. All those little my open heart jewelry collection. 
Look at, take a close up of this necklace around my wrinkled old neck. Look how attractive it is. Get it for your mother. Which I did get for my mother, so her marketing worked right on me. Like, oh, my mom would love that. But not that you have a wrinkly neck, mom. But the jewelry would appeal to you. <laughs> your mom's got a good body. Hey, you want to have to go outside for a second? <laughs> but uh, so you definitely like this one. Yes. It, you said oh, what, a seven point five. Yeah. Whatnot. Yeah. I mean, to me, again, I'll give. It, I, mean, I have to say it, it's an eight for me at mm-hmm. least. Uh, it's an iconic movie from the eighties. It's one of those like if you had the ten most influential movies of the eighties or whatnot, I, this could possibly even be number one, maybe. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, it's very public, uh, broad appeal among the public. Guys like it, girls like it. <laughs> Every you know, it's just so broad in its appeal and everything. Like I said, so definitely one of the movies that instantly when you hear. Highway to the Danger Zone, or even the theme, that epic, I mean, it's just, you know, you get that feeling of how awesome this movie really is and everything, so, I guess next week, we're going to do, we're going to do a one of two, maybe, might even do two, I guess, depending on how fast you watch them next week. We're going to try to venture in the comedy, 80s comedy to see. Classic 80s comedies, such as, Daniel's going to borrow the DVDs of The Breakfast Club and The Money Pit, and we're going to see... If he watches them both, maybe we'll talk about both, if not one or the other. Uh, two of my personal favorite movies of the 80s. Uh, definitely The Money Pit is, is one of Tom Hanks's, if not his best comedic role by far. And, of course, The Breakfast Club, that, uh, what they call them, The Brat Pack in the yeah. 80s. Uh, to me, that was definitely the best one as well. Classic Emilio Estevez, Judd Nelson. And uh, also in uh, The Money Pit, Shelley Long, classic 80s actress mm. from Cheers and everything, went on to do a lot of, lot of 80s films. You don't really see her much anymore. She was in like some TV show briefly, and that was like the last I seen her. But she was like looking really rough too. <laughs> so, yeah, that'll be next week. So next week we'll get some more laughs out of some movies and all that, and see what Daniel thinks of them. But we hope you enjoy this episode, Daniel. Final th- anything? I, I just uh, I'm, I always kind of give it like what I think. I'm a huge fan of Tom Hanks, so I, I I'm pretty sure I'm gonna like the Money Pit, and I think I'm gonna like the Breakfast Club. I'm I'm very lenient towards comedies, but to me, there's it's hard to make a great comedy. Mm-hmm. So if it's somewhat adequate, usually works for me. Yeah, but to me, so, these are, the, especially the money, the money pitch. Like it's almost like a three. I mean, it's got elements of the three suits. It's got some slapstick elements mm-hmm. in it. It's really funny. I know you got a house. You know, so you, got, you you've been through the house buying process. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know that adds so much to it. Like when you're older and you're watching it, like the whole when you're a kid, you're just like watching the funny stuff happen to Tom Hanks and getting peed on the head by a statue and thrown out of a building and everything. So. But when you know, when you're older, you kind of get the the actual perspective of how terrible this would be to happen to you, <laughs> and everything. And then, of course, the Breakfast Club. If you ever been in detention, uh, I was in detention a couple of times, usually for just being tardy. But the same kind of feel there, you know. So definitely two great choices to choose from and to talk about. So if you forgot to do that last week, actually, if you have any movies or any comments you'd like to send to us, as movies something you'd like for Daniel to see or us to talk about, 80sRevisited at gmail.com. So. Send it out, guys. Uh, I'm willing to watch anything. And you have it on record that he said that. So send the most bizarre, strange (laughs) 80s movie that I even haven't seen. We will watch it and talk about it. So we look forward to it. So thanks for listening. I'm Trey Harris. I'm Daniel San Angelo. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. show and more at the awesome podcast network's facebook at facebook.com slash awesome podcast network